depression's a real fucking thing and it's not it's okay to talk about it yeah, it's okay to reach out for help it's a, it's okay to have support you don't this whole this whole i think there's a lot of thing in our society is like be a lone wolf you're self-made that's it's a whole bunch of bull crap you we are here to be together there's no, we are powerful alone, but guess what? Coming together, we are unstoppable. This is the Co-Life Creation Podcast. Community. Culture. I'm your host, Kalen Heyman. Kalen Heyman here in Haven. I'm with DeAndre Sinet. He hails from Texas, and we're in Yeehaw. sunny Southern California here in Venice Beach, not to be confused with Los Angeles, which it's all kind of the same thing. It's still the same thing. People are so excited to be in Los Angeles, but we're excited just to be in Venice. Yep. Right? It's a vortex, energy vortex. It really is. DeAndre is a yoga instructor, but he's also many things. You're a very versatile human yeah. being, and he's recently uh, experienced his own transformation, both personally and professionally and has found benefits of living here in community. Thanks for being on the show, DeAndre. I'm happy to be here. Okay. He is one of 90 members here in Haven, which is a health and wellness community. What brought you here? How did you end up here, and how did you know you wanted to live in community? Man, okay, so I think that... I mean, if you believe in just divine coincidences, I was kind of just planted the seed that I really need to be around people just because I lived my whole life in solitude, pretty much just because of crippling depression that I had um, from an abusive childhood. And so I was after I had a Kundalini and spiritual awakening a few months ago. And from that, like all of my values, just like the way that I even thought about living changed overnight pretty much. And I was like, you know what? I really want to live in a mindful community and I need to find, because we are tribal creatures, we are social creatures. Uh, one of the biggest side effects of depression is solitude. And when you're in solitude, you really feel like nobody is looking after you. You don't feel connection. A lot of the what some great minds say is that the opposite of depression is connection. And so I came here after moving through a lot of deeper healing to find that connection, to activate even more within myself, to see the beauty of life, to see the beauty of human beings, and most of all, the beauty of myself. See, you could listen to DeAndre all day long (laughs) and just be mystified, really. When you chose... To help yourself, because mm-hmm. really depression f- is crippling in a sense where we feel like we don't have choices. Yep. You chose life. Mm-hmm. What was that process, and what was your methods? Um, so the process was just sitting in my room, journaling my thoughts using the aid of psilocybin. So psilocybin helped me. I wouldn't have been able to face the deeper traumas that have happened in my life without the aid of something kind of bringing it to the forefront. And so what happened was I would always do them alone in my room playing healing music or music that had lyrics that would connect me to a deeper emotion inside of myself. And so eventually I would process these pains. I'd be in fetal position, just crying my eyes out, feeling like, you know, feeling like I was going to die in the moment, but I realized that the pain was there to teach me, to teach me presence. And then this pain turned into bliss eventually. And that is when I had this huge spiritual awakening and like all of my traumas were gone. So like, I still have not had a bad day in three months. Like it, and I can't believe I'm saying that just because if you knew me, 
I stayed in my bed like 13 hours a day. Like it, the only time that I ever really left my bed was to go teach yoga. Yoga kept me afloat. But understanding that we are here to process this thing called living. Um, and sometimes that living means that you're going to go through some pain that is basically going to paralyze you in that paralyzation you're like, what can I do? Why am I here? Why am I still existing? And I found that answer through the aid of psilocybin and just so much self-inquiry over a broad spectrum of about eight months or so. It was just like an eight-month journey of going deeper within. And every single time, it's like, it was like I'm an onion. And you know how onions got the layers and it's just slowly peeling them back and slowly peeling them back. And then I got to the core and the root of all of my problems and I understood that the problems can be transcended into something else. And yeah, so that was kind of my journey. That's a beautiful process (laughs) to share with us. And also before you got into yoga practice, you Mm -hmm. were focusing more on the fitness industry. Yeah. How do you go from fitness to yoga to depression mm-hmm. and probably carrying depression just doesn't come out in anywhere well the depre- so depression comes from childhood so that comes from basically i went through trauma abuse since i could form memories as a child so i've always had depression like that was there was not a time in my life that i was not depressed and so i kind of use fitness to run away from those problems it was like more like well let's just i can't feel anything let's just feel things and weights and just getting as big as possible and Uh, It was just so toxic as well. Um, And eventually the fitness industry. So I had managed to create a presence for myself online in the fitness industry as well. But then the fitness industry kind of proved itself to be very toxic and kind of manipulative. And I was taken advantage of. And so back to square one. It was like, I am now depressed and fitness. The thing that was like kind of the bandaid for it is no longer working for me. So now let's go to yoga. And somebody told me to go to yoga. And I went to yoga. I hated it because it came from this deeply competitive, like, I can't do this. I was down with dog. I was shaking. Like, I'm looking at all the girls. I'm like, y'all are like showing me up, man. <laughs> I'm like, this is not supposed to be happening. But I gave it a chance and I stayed and sticked in with kind of a deeper knowing that this is going to open me up. You know, it's going to open me up like a book. And I'm so glad that I trusted, even though that I I hated yoga, I trusted that it would eventually bring me some type of peace. And I did find that peace for, you know, moments and uh, moments and moments and moments. But it was never like a... My yoga practice was still deeply physical. Mm-hmm. I didn't really entertain the spirituality of yoga. I was def- I called myself agnostic. I grew up Christian, um, very Baptist Christian, but then I like kind of said heck no to that when I was about eighteen, and then. I call myself agnostic, but really I was more atheist. And so I've kind of been atheist up until three months ago when I had my um, spiritual awakening. And it's just been, it's so funny to even look back because I never in a million years thought I would be this person, like the happy person. It's really cool to have, to wake up in the morning and just be fueled by your love of living and love of spreading this joy to other human beings. It's like, I want to take care of you because if we take care of the whole collective of humanity, then the whole collective of humanity takes care of us. So that is why I exist now. 
It's so simple, but yet it's taken this journey to find it and yeah. to face thoughts and feelings of death and mm-hmm. ending life because you actually, everyone's looking for answers. Yeah. We're fucking swiping, looking for God knows what. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And really it's within ourselves. I mean, we hear that and it sounds super cliche. Yeah, I know. It sounds so cliche. <laughs> right. But you, but it, it's the truth. Yeah. Right. And so making choices is really what I kind of preach because choices could be very small, yep. mm-hmm. but actually through routine and consistency, we're going to find the true meaning of what we're meant for and what, yeah. what we're meant to share. And sharing is really, because we're always, uh, once I get to this point or I have this thing or I make this money or I get this job or I get this girlfriend, we have happiness, right? Actually, you're not going to fuck up if you're not in the right <laughs> headspace, right? And so with the Andre story, and I'm seeing a lot of that here in Haven, a health and wellness community where mm-hmm. we actually attract people from the fitness industry. And yeah. a lot of these guys are big dudes and they're still hitting, you know, uh, hitting the gym and hitting the weights and gold gym and they're just trying to work out their anxieties yep. right and a lot of these guys in fitness world don't actually even know how to talk about their their stress and anxieties and they're still up in the brain especially in our culture like culture's like man you're a man shut up like you don't you, you, don't, get, you don't get to express yourself right. yeah if you express yourself it's more oh, right i'm a manly right. man are you it's angry you're gonna punch a wall <laughs> yeah oh we're gonna arrest you okay that's not how we do it you just shut the fuck up and yeah. figure it out okay and then yeah. we get trapped and actually Actually, I've seen it in people's faces. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're trapped in their brains. And then yeah. you actually need to let them know that it's okay to feel. And actually, even more, it's okay to share. DeAndre sharing right now part of his story. Mm-hmm. It actually allows you to feel better about you sharing, too. Because if we don't express what the fuck we're going through. Vulnerability is the art of connection. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But we actually need to do it in a safe space. Mm-hmm. Or in our case, safe haven. Yeah. Right? And you can create your safe haven wherever you are. Now, you took psilocybin and processed it on your own, mm-hmm. which also is fucking terrifying. <laughs> okay? I don't know if I'm going to come out there. I might die in this process, <laughs> which I've heard, you know, if you take ayahuasca, which mm-hmm. I have not, yeah. a similar experience where it's like you're going to face yourself, maybe even mm-hmm. face your death on a spiritual, mindful level. Yeah. And hopefully you come out the other side a little more woke to who you are and what you're going through. And so. it's better than living life numb. Like, if I were to die doing psilocybin, understanding what myself is, I'd rather that death than having to walk around feeling dead every single day. Unbelievable. Unfucking yeah. believable. <laughs> so... Before we had jumped on camera and started recording this, DeAndre had a, and I had a quick chat, and I didn't even realize how much similarities when we talk about depression and anxiety and feeling trapped and was like looking for answers and looking for happiness because you actually want to be happy. And yeah. th- if we didn't have this conversation, I would never know that you went through this, yeah. right? And probably the same thing. Yeah, yeah you had no idea Kalen wants to die before yeah. he moves into Haven or, or makes good choices in, and, uh, for himself and his life. We're actually very happy fucking people. Deep yeah. down, that's what we want. We actually, we're talking about living in community. So let's jump into that, like benefits of living in community. And every community, so co-living is actually blowing up as fast as co-work. Okay, oh, but it's really, beautiful. it's a beautiful thing. But why is it beautiful? I think it's because we are social creatures. Um, like the first night that I came here, it was so, it was so interesting. LA, when I first moved here, I moved here back in December. I had nothing but terrible sleeping problems. And when I came to live in um, Haven, you know, I'm like pods. I'm like, I don't even have my own room anymore. But I have never slept so freaking amazing. And they, what somebody had explained to me is because when you're sleeping, so we're used to in our deep primal DNA, 
we are used to sleeping around those that are protecting us. So it's like it's this tribal instinct of being in comfort around people. Um, and so that extends far more than sleeping. It's being able to wake up in the morning and come downstairs and have this deep healing past the past the little like what is kim kardashian doing more so let's what is this what is in this food what type of things can we create together and you start bouncing happiness and ideas and just transformation complete transformation off of each other what i would even in more simplistic terms is that we are here and we activate each other we activate each other's purpose. We find ourselves by grounding ourselves. It's very like one of the biggest things that I've learned here living in community is that I can be I can't be anything else but myself and I can't expect anybody else to be anything but their themselves. And it's like moving there's 90 people here to hold your own energy while also holding space for somebody else to hold their own energy. There's no stagnation here. You can't be stagnant. I mean, like every single person that I've known here, um, they all say the same thing. They're like, wow, like this is insane, like how it moves us and it moves us forward. There's no really taking a step back at Haven. And it's a beautiful collaboration is what I like to call it. It's a beautiful collaboration of people coming together to create this home, even if it's transitional sometimes, it's still in the moment. Like time is so different here. I've only been here for two months and it literally feels like I've known these people for years. It's cool. It took me four years at my last loft of maybe like a dozen units to actually know everyone's names mm-hmm. and put you know say hello and a smile, which you know in a metropolitan city goes a long fucking way because yeah. no one does that shit. <laughs> you smile, say hello. They say, "What do you want?" Yeah, like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, don't fuck bother off, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here it's beautiful. Listen, living community depends on the size. Like we, you know, you're not gonna be best friends with everybody. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, yeah. okay? And what we also we were talking about is we actually can't preach or impose any of our beliefs or practices on anybody who's not who's not looking for it, mm-hmm. and that's okay too. The other thing in community is you have polar opposite char- characters coming together. You would never imagine they would actually get along. Yeah, It's actually incredible. So there's definitely a thing of open-mindedness. You got to be mindful in a sense that you can't come into community and be like, fuck everybody. <laughs> that's not how it works. And actually, if that's your attitude, because I've actually seen some of that. Yeah, People are, are internalizing a lot of shit. And you actually just need to sit down and listen. That's mm-hmm. the other thing is we need to learn to be better listeners. Okay, we all wait for a turn to talk, and actually, let me hear who you are, what you're going through. Mm -hmm. Actually, you know, we don't need to say anything in response. Just listen. So healing, right? Yeah, listening is one of the biggest things. Incredible. I feel heard. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have a place. I feel like I belong to be seen. All these beautiful things. Um, So, what are your intentions now? Now, I mean, both of us here, two, three months, have gone through transformation. I'm actually afraid to leave community. Like, I actually right. never want to leave community know, now. Same. Same. Where, what, what, what's your intention now that you're here? What, do you, what are you looking for personally and professionally? Um, I want to change the world through healing modalities, which, you know, it's, I used to just identify as a yoga instructor, but now, you know, I now can move into more of the energetic world of changing people, um, healing people through energy work. And I want to do sound healing. I want to do, um, get back into my music because I sing and there's just like, 
almost all things that are healing, dancing, um, singing, yoga, creativity, drawing, just connecting to your inner child. Like that's the biggest thing is like, I want to teach people how to reclaim their inner child. It's like never outgrow your child self. That is when we stop. That is when we, uh, I like to say it's when we die is when we stop um, entertaining our child. I wore black for the past four years straight. I couldn't be in fucking any more color if I tried. Clashing patterns and both the florals and fucking tie dye. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I can't. I'm so happy to express my inner child, dude. I make my favorite pancakes every morning, dude. Like, I just is- had pancakes this morning too. <laughs> you could have jacks, baby. You could have whatever you want. You can yes. choose. These are the choices. Choose what makes you happy. Happiness is health, more than anything. If you're happy, you're healthy. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't afford this thing or I can't do that. You know, I can't get that whatever. No, simple little things. I put blueberries in my pancakes. So happy. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to wake up, spend that first hour for myself. I love coffee. Just mm-hmm. quiet. I'm going to write. I'm going to make my notes. Set my intentions for the day. Yeah. Small fucking routines. They're <laughs> going to change everything. And then openness and willingness to, you know, maybe um, someone has something to offer. I want to talk to them and learn more about them. But yeah. we're so caught up in our, in our own minds. Um, you've used Instagram. Were you using Instagram for your fitness before your yoga? Yeah. Okay. So I actually created a presence for myself online for fitness. And then I actually kind of just deleted all of that and restarted in yoga and luckily I was able to create another presence in yoga and it's been a really awesome the thing about social media is you forget how much if you use it in a very therapeutic way if you use it in a very healing way I get so many messages of people saying like I've had messages of people say I saved their life just by what I post and I'm like that's insane to think about the power of giving or letting showing someone the value of their own life just by posting online and it's like I almost feel like I have this responsibility to show up as the most authentic version of me because as I show up as myself online and that I don't entertain all the other little things that are going online where it's like post a perfect life post I like to post the real things the things that I'm going through and that enables us to not only it's kind of like community um, community in, in real life it's like I'm not alone in this world. And so Instagram has been this real pleasure. And I've had to work a while to understand and have a really healing and um, therapeutic relationship with Instagram. Because I'm not going to say that I never got caught up in the in the whole shit show of social media. It really is, um, if you're not aware. But when it's used as a tool to liberate yourself and others, then it is this grounding communal feel um just kind of like haven it's wow. it's really amazing I, i've never heard uh healing and instagram in the same sentence before okay <laughs> it really can be man i mean it's crazy so you made choices as to what to share how to share how to use it and authenticity which is the hardest thing to do especially yeah. with images because you're only getting one impression mm-hmm. and and love your photography I love what you do with your physicality and your mm-hmm. messaging is actually teaching and, and I think teaching is educating yourself is a choice too mm-hmm. but if you're willing to be open to help yourself and um, surround yourself with good images and positivity I mean it sound, again it sounds cliche but you are all sums of the things you spend the most time yeah. sur- absorbing mm-hmm. so I, 
buddy. So honored to be living with you. Okay. Honored and to be living with you. 100%. As well. I, you know, I see DeAndre in the hallway. <laughs> What's up, King Dude? Right? <laughs> That's, That's and so true. He's got this old school kind of masculinity about himself, <laughs> and then he's got this mindfulness side, and together I fucking love it. And he doesn't <laughs> doesn't impose, doesn't judge. You do you, I do me. I respect mm-hmm. your space, and if we come together when the time is right, we'll come together. That's all that matters. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really know how to how to wrap this up. Really, yeah, I mean, I mean just, let's live beautifully. <laughs> Easy, make make choices, right? Mm-hmm. Depression's a real fucking thing, and it's not. It's okay to talk about it. Yeah, it's okay to reach out for help. It's a, it's okay to have support. You don't. This whole this whole. I think there's a lot of thing in our society is like be a lone wolf. You're self made. That's it's a whole bunch of bull crap. You we are here to be together. There's no, we are powerful alone, but guess what? Coming together, we are unstoppable. I, I can't top that out. That's <laughs> out. Thanks for being with us. Of course. Thank All you right, for buddy. having me. Cheers. Woo! This Woo! is the Co-Life Creation Podcast. Community. Culture. I'm your host, Kaylin Heyman.